year, Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the 2020 award winners for our Go Green Award podcast series. And today we welcome our second episode in this series, none other than the one and only Richard, AKA Dick Weedhoff. And I grin when I say that because we just established that we have known each other for over 40 years. And I'm going to share a few things about Dick and hopefully he's not gonna share anything about me, but that's okay. Um, first of all, I've known Dick and his wife, Pat, as I just said, for over 40 years. But here's something I didn't know. In August of 1961, Dick drove from Los Angeles to Tucson to attend pharmacy school at the University of Arizona. At sunrise, just outside of Gila Bend, he saw his first saguaro and it was love at first sight. He knew he would never leave Tucson and the Sonoran Desert. His love of plants and his love of Tucson clearly go hand in hand. I loved sharing that, Dick. Like I was cracking up because I'm reading it and I thought at sunrise, just outside of Gila Bend, he saw Pat. That's what I thought it was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was your first Suaro and I'm sure she's okay with that. And then another thing that I did not know, and I hope that I don't have um, misinformation, which I rarely get, but have you really been president of the Tucson Cactus and Succulent Society for 20 years? Yes, this time. Oh I was God. I was president back in the in the seventies oh and in the nineties. So uh, I've had a little experience at this job. I guess so. Oh my gosh! And it's fourteen hundred members, but I really know how that goes. People step into leadership, and you did. And I heard you on the Go Green Awards that we had to do all via video conferencing, which was quite awkward and not a lot of fun. But we did it, and we made the best of it. And it, I thought it came out quite well. So let's, is there any any response you want to have or do you want me to just go on to the questions? Uh, you know, uh, go on to the questions. Uh, okay. You'll get a lot out of me. I will, I know. So this award was for Preservation Partner Award and it was indeed recognizing the work of the Tucson Cactus and Succulent Society. And Dick, I'm sorry to tell you this and I think I already did when I saw you that I didn't even know there was such an organization till I started working with TEP. And they had us go do an onsite, like a little video. And Kelly and I went and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's massive and it's beautiful. It was over there like off of someplace on the Northwest side where, where, where East Siders rarely go. Right, uh, it was the Pima Prickly Park. Right, how did I not know there was a... Pima Prickly Park. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about your thoughts if you're if you've been there for that many years. Talk about cacti as iconic symbols of our home here in the Sonoran Desert. Um, you know, you just have to look outdoors and and you see a saguaro and you wonder, well, you know, where in the world am I? And <laughs> you know. The, the feeling that that you're you're in the desert really doesn't make a lot of sense. This is the probably the greenest desert in the world. Um, 
And to have a, a, a cactus like the saguaro, which, which means so much to everybody in Arizona. You, you go through the phone book. The, there, there used to be phone books. Those were the big books with <laughs> a little printing. But I remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, and, and every other uh, business is named saguaro this or saguaro that, or they have a saguaro link to them. It, it, is, it is just part of our culture. Um, it really means so much because uh, going going way back to uh, all the indigenous people, uh, we had a uh, Tahana O'odham uh, woman uh, at one of our uh, conferences who who talked about the saguaro and 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 what it meant to indigenous people. Unbelievable that uh, it was it was part of their culture and. Unbeknownst to them, it's become part of our culture. Uh, when, when, uh, when we have the opportunity to rescue saguaros, uh, everybody feels so good about it because they're not going to be destroyed, and everybody wants one. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, there's this feeling that it's just majestic, and it lives forever, and we all want to live forever. Uh, you know, the... Uh, Odom people think it represents uh, people who have lived in the past. Of, uh, uh, but you know, uh, it's hard to explain. It uh, really, it is hard to explain. And when you see the 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 word that I keep coming up with, they really are iconic. And you look and see how many arms they have, and then try to figure out how old they are. And then there's the other piece of it, which, you know, I moved here from back east and I should stop telling that story because it was over almost half a century ago. But they're gorgeous. People come here to see them from all over the world, not just the United States. But they have a really strong purpose for our desert ecosystem, giving shelter and food for wildlife in our very fragile ecosystem. So they're, Absolutely. they're just unbelievable. And when you're talking, I can hear your passion come through. It's like, this is why he's in that succulent society. Well, the, uh, one of the funny stories is we were, we were, we were at a sale at uh, the Tucson Botanical Gardens. We were selling some rescued plants. And uh, somebody came up and said, I, do you have any of those big plants with the red flowers? <laughs> oh and we gosh. kind of all looked at each other. What? Big cactus plant with red flowers. You know, I'm not familiar with it. Well, you know, they saw the fruit right, uh, right, on right. a saguaro, and they just assumed that was the flower. So it was... It was so we we refer to them sometimes uh, as you know that that big plant with the red with the flower. The red flower on the top. So we you you and I want to. I was saying to myself, you have to stay on track. You have to stay on track. You can go off off grid a little bit. But what does the Tucson Cactus and Succulent Society actually do? It's okay. not just take pictures of cactus and how pretty they are. What do you right. do? So in the beginning, <laughs> that's always a good place to start. <laughs> Uh, Cactus uh, John Hay, who worked at the uh, the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum in 1960, he was the director of horticulture there. Uh, was was uh, convinced uh, by all the visitors to uh, the museum to start a cactus society, and so we held a meeting, and and a, a Tucson Cactus Society was developed. And in the in those early days, the the three words were knowing, growing, and showing. Uh, which, you know, was fine in the 60s and 70s and 80s when uh, there wasn't a lot of literature out 
and and people you know like to you know, learn a little bit about cactus. Uh, that's what the the society does, and and uh, then they used to have plant shows, and those were real popular. You know, mine is better than yours. Mine is bigger than yours. <laughs> mine is, you know, and right. you know by the nineties we said, oh, get a life. That's not what we're about. We're about education and conservation. Uh, that's really the the main thrust of uh, of our society. Which is, it's it's amazing. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm yeah, sorry sure. if I if I didn't let you finish. Um, I'm pretty excited. So what when you rescue them? I'd love to know how that works. So well, let me. I'll get. To, I'll get. I'll tell you about the rescue program. Tell us about so that. So in in the late '90s, uh, if you recall, there was this boom in. Uh, in building yep. and uh, uh, housing. And the tradition was developers would go in and with a big, uh, uh, you know, bulldozer and just m- clear the land, put it in a big pile. Didn't matter what it was. Uh, even though there were, you know, a bunch of native plant ordinances, uh, you know, they maybe went around a saguaro too, but they didn't care about all the other uh, cacti that were on the property. And they just bulldozed them into a, Big thing, and then we had all the political people saying, you know, growth versus no growth. And so, we had the opportunity. There were there were four of us who started the rescue program uh, to uh, rescue a a school site that was being developed by one of our members' uh, uh, companies, uh, an engineering company. And the, the thought just came to us: Wait a minute, you know, we're not going to stop growth. Growth is here to stay, but let's make it as good as we can. Let's make it a benefit to everybody. So as we talked to developers, they said, well, if you can come on our property when we're not there, when we're first planting it, and remove all the small plants and and any of the saguaros that we don't want to keep, and it's no cost to us, and you have insurance, and you'll do it, and it's all volunteer, and we can say, hey, we saved the plants versus mold them under, uh, we're all going to benefit. And that's what happened. So we started out small, and and people just flocked to the society. They thought this was the greatest thing since white sliced bread. <laughs> and, and so uh, that's how it developed. And then we had uh, developers and, and uh, uh, governments, uh, school districts, uh, mines say, well, hey, you know, We'd like to take part in this. Uh, this seems like a great idea, and it's it's good for everything. And it just it it just it just started, and it just kept rolling forward. And people kept joining and uh, giving money. And uh, uh, developers kept coming to us and saying, "Hey, we'll partner with you." And you know, mines and and uh, the city and the county. Uh, and in fact, one of our one of our sales, the county administrator, uh, Mr. Huckleberry, uh, had just uh, moved into a new house, and in his development, he wanted to have more xerophytic water, uh, less water thirsty plants in the development. Got it. And uh, so he was really interested, and uh, he decided to join. And so for. For many years, uh, Chuck would come out on our on our rescues with a bunch of his neighbors and 
and get plants and replace the uh, the leafy, water-loving plants with with desert plants. That's uh, a great. That's another great story. I mean, yeah. it really is. And and the 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 end of the story is we're out on this in this big acreage collecting plants and it's getting you know uh, late in the uh, in the morning before it got really hot and there was still you know still a lot of plants and especially other kinds of plants that we don't usually dig out because nobody really wants to buy prickly pear uh, <laughs> or choya uh, than do now but. Uh, and so I said, hey, Chuck, do you have any land in the county that that you would let us have uh, to uh, to build a garden on to put all these prickly plants in? And so he didn't respond. The next day, the the head of the uh, 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 Pima County Natural Resources and uh, Recreation and Resources called me and said, Mr. Huckleberry said. And within six months, the the board of supervisors gave us a fifteen year. Um, management uh, contract to develop a, a cactus garden on the property in front of the uh, uh, the, the Pima County uh, 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 Natural Resources Parks and Recreation on on River Road, 3500 River Road. And so August 11th, uh, August 15th, 2011, we started the park. Um, people who have driven down River Road have seen those eight saguaros on top of a hill that, that we call saguaro hinge. Right. Uh, so there was those eight saguaros, and then there was one choya. <laughs> the, the, the place used to be a 60-foot pit, and uh, they filled it up with you know, everything they could find, including the student union at the university when they tore it down. And, right. Uh, you know, they didn't really... Com- compacted very well, so they couldn't use it for buildings, they couldn't use it for soccer fields. Uh, it really didn't have much use, and when we offered to develop a park there uh, in, in, in cooperation with Pima County, they said, okay, fine, uh, sounds like a great idea. And uh, somebody, and I don't, I don't know who all was involved, but we all came up with a name Pima Prickly Park. It was alliteration at its finest. And and the smiles came out on everybody's face, and we knew we had the right name. Right, right. Uh, And it's it's just been a a passion. Uh, We go out on rescues, and because it's a a county park, uh, we don't have to pay for tags for the plants we take off uh, land, uh, native plants, that go to the park. Uh, over the last 20 so years, we have spent $252,000 in the purchase of native plant tags and permits. Unreal. Like, repeat that number. This is, is this an all-volunteer organization? All-volunteer. So, repeat that. I mean, the, the things, when I looked at the website, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, to, it, it's, it's, of course, it's more now because uh, we just keep, we just keep going. We've had more rescues in the last 30 days than we've had in a long time. But about more than a quarter of a million dollars that we've paid to the state to buy the permits and the yellow tags and white tags that go on native plants because you cannot move a cactus on public roads without it having a tag and a permit. 
And so we are extraordinarily cautious about this because our whole our whole thing is that if we if we don't obey all the rules, you know, we could lose this program, uh, and that would be a disaster. So we have a whole group of people uh, who go out and survey property when when a developer says uh, we're interested in having it rescued. They survey it. They go to the state, they buy the appropriate tags, they fill out the appropriate permit, and um, and then organize the the rescue. Uh, and now it's 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 even more difficult with COVID because uh, one of our partners, TEP, says, "Hey, you know, do you have a a uh, a COVID uh, uh, response program? How how are you going to guarantee that you're being safe out there?" So we've developed. Um, our own COVID program uh, for all of our rescuers. And so we don't allow more than 20 people on a site. Everybody has to be masked, uh, social distancing. Of course, we're outdoors and that that helps that a little helps. bit. Right. But, right. you know, uh, that has put a constraint on us. And it's, uh, uh, but we're safe. Uh, nobody has, as far as we know, nobody has uh, gotten the COVID virus from our our uh, kinds of activities. And then once we get all these plants, we have to sell them. And so before that, we would have public sales and we'd have hundreds of people lined up at 6.30 in the morning to get a number to come into the sale. And so there's no way to control social distancing in in that kind of situation. So uh, the last couple of sales have been strictly for members of the organization and we we give them exact times they have to be there, and they have 30 minutes to purchase plants, and we bring in four at a time, and uh, uh, we've done very well. Uh, it's crazy. I just don't want to. I I don't want to sound like goofy, but it's a major operation, and I have lived here for 45 years until I got involved with TEP and Mrs. Green's World Movement, I never knew it was there. And once you go, I mean, Kelly and I were walking around saying, who knew? Who knew? So it's like, to me, what my takeaway from this, my call to action is going to be, I know a lot of our listeners have never heard of the Tucson Cactus and Succulent Society. If I hadn't, I guarantee a lot of them haven't. And I'm going to encourage everybody all you have to do is go to tucsoncactus.org. That will be in the show notes once this podcast comes out. But it's it's beyond impressive to me. When you talk about sustainability, you know, I'm involved with the Go Green Awards with TEP. And they really do their homework. You guys deserve this award. <laughs> That's like, nice. Whoa. But, you know, TEP deserves an award because they recognize the uh, the value of 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 being a good corporate citizen. So we have, we just did another uh, site for TEP just a few weeks ago where they're building a substation and we go in and just do the footprint of uh, removing the cactus and, and, uh, and succulent plants from the footprint. And they maintain all the other desert vegetation around where they're building so that it, you know, it's not a eyesore. It, it doesn't look like they even uh, have anything there because they've maintained all the trees and other cacti and succulent plants that are on site. And it's great to work with them. 
Uh, I agree with you. And I'm they are one of my biggest sponsors. I do full disclaimer. I tell people that. And I also tell them, Mrs. Green is not for sale. If I didn't believe in what they do and their mandates and the way that they show up in the community and for the planet, I wouldn't be a partner with them. But so many guests that I have on and people that I meet and nonprofits, they are a utility company that are meeting a lot of my metrics for what sustainable and socially just and they're great to their employees. I mean, they haven't been in their building since March and they don't plan to have people back since till at least July. Well, they can do that, but it shows caring for their employees too. I've interviewed probably 50 TEP employees and you cannot fake the things they're saying. So um, I have one more question and I sure. knew I knew you and I were going to take whatever time we needed. But I wonder what what's next? I mean, is it in COVID, it's managing and, and curating what you can, but are there other plans and things you'd like to see in the next 20 years as, as chairman of the board or as president of the society? <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that just came out this month is the third edition of the Field Guide to Cacti and Other Succulents oh of Arizona. Oh, uh, <gasps> In 2015, uh, we won uh, one of the book awards uh, for this project, which has all been done essentially by volunteers, members of the society uh, who are experts, uh, who uh, put this book together. It has every cacti and succulent in Arizona, where it's located, pictures of it, descriptions, not necessarily for the academic person, but for the, the, uh, the, the person who's going hiking or wants to take pictures or just sees a cactus growing out there and says, what is it? You know, you can certainly tell what it's not by, by where it's growing, the location, because there's good maps of, of uh, where this cactus normally grows. So it's a wonderful little field guide, and it's reasonably priced, $25.95. Uh, and, uh, you know... Uh, we thought, well, we take a chance. We had some money, and so we spend it on publishing the book. And so we we we've gone through six thousand copies already. Oh, that's like <laughs> and, unreal. It's yeah. unfreaking real. Yeah, and it's a it's it, you know it's educational, and anybody can use it from a you know a, a first grader on up. You can just look at the pictures or you know read the descriptions wherever you are in Arizona. You you can you know something about what the cactus and succulent plants look like, and you can say to that person, the tall one with the red on top, "Here's a book for you." That's hilarious. That's a very good story. But, well, you know, the, uh, the other the, the other thing that's really neat is I was on a, a radio program a long time ago, and the the two radio hosts. Uh, after they introduced me, so they said to each other, well, hey, what's your favorite cactus? And one said, Acatillo. Right. And I said, I'm sorry, Acatillo or not cactus? <laughs> when did that happen? Is that true? Yes. Oh, my God, help me. How come I didn't know that? <laughs> Seriously, you're don't, making Mrs. Green look really bad, Dick. Don't, don't admit this. <laughs> no, they aren't. They, they, are, they are another, they're in the same family as the Boochum tree. I had no idea. So yes. there you go. Educating Mrs. Green. You get to say that I told <laughs> Gina something she didn't know. And uh, I really didn't. So needless to say, it has been a pleasure. Um, it's my show. So I can say, please give my love to your friend, 
and best friend and wife of many years, Pat Weedhoff, who... It's 51. 51. Oh, my gosh. James and I are at 45, and I think that's a lot. So we don't need to go down memory lane and bore our listeners. (laughs) But it's good information to know. And thank you for all you do. And I say that so sincerely. Thank you. And certainly, everyone is welcome in the Cactus Society. Uh, You know, we have world-famous PhDs to, you know, people who are absolute novice who, who... have never never seen a cactus before. So there's there's room for everybody and you can do anything you want. You there's no obligation. Uh all our meetings now of course are Zoom meetings the first Thursday of the month. So people can just join in. You don't have to be a member to come to one of our Zoom members uh, meetings and uh, and see what you like, see what you don't like. And if you go to the Facebook page, you just have to click on join group and I mean, Zoom is our future. I think it's going to be our future for a very long time. Oh, absolutely. And for not traveling in your cars, I have found it to be very efficient. And you can have a cocktail if it's a 5.30 Zoom call and not worry about having another one. I mean, there's lots of things That's I miss. That's what I do. <laughs> I know. There's lots of things I miss, but there's lots of things I love. So thank you, my friend. Thank oh, you for thank your you service. so much. And it was delightful. And of course, I'm going to send the link to Martha and Abby and Nancy and Pat better listen because we want to get it out there. Hopefully, you'll um, put it up in your group so people can hear about all of the important work you do and take care. Yes, do send it to us because we will put it on our Facebook page and we'll put it on our website. We will. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. And stay safe, okay? Okay. You too. 